right into it. Um, John chapter 15, verse 4. Jesus is speaking. And when Jesus speaks, we should probably listen. That would be good. John chapter 15, verse 4 says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Basic farming principle. If you chop up a, a branch of the vine, it's not going to keep producing fruit year after year. We get it. Good one, Jesus. But what we don't actually get is the abide in me and I in you part. We actually like love the analogy of the vine and we can all picture the grapes. But what a lot of us haven't done is we haven't actually been like, okay, what does it look like for me to abide in Jesus and for Jesus to abide in me? A lot of us got the whole, okay, at the moment of salvation, he lives in us. But that was a moment. What about today? What does today look like for you to abide in him and him in you? What did that look like for you today? For some of us, it looked like coming to church this morning and worshipping. Maybe you woke up this morning and the first thing you did was like, yes, an extra hour, I can read my Bible. That's good. That's abiding. Right? But it says, um, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Let's go to verse 5. I am the vine, Jesus. You are the branches, you and me. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. All right, so if we're abiding in Jesus, then we should be bearing fruit. Okay? Yeah? We got this? I'm going to go slow, but it's not going to be, we're not going to go forever. I'm going to go slow. We're going to get the basic principle. Okay, so Jesus says, abide in me. I abide in you. If you're abiding in me, you're going to be bearing fruit. Cool. Grapes? No. Galatians 5.22, a lot of you know this, but the fruit of the Spirit, right? Because who's abiding in us? Jesus. But is literally Jesus or did Jesus leave the earth and say, I will send another? Okay, so he sent another. Holy Spirit is in us, right? Holy Spirit is in us. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. If we're abiding in the Lord, if this Holy Spirit of God is abiding in us, this fruit should be flowing from us. Also, this is not a, um, this isn't me like throwing apples at you. <laughs> this isn't like I'm not throwing, you should be producing lots of fruit. Okay, it's not, this, this isn't going to be one of those, I'm not like, all right, everyone tomorrow, like, patience. Hmm, <laughs> Actually, it doesn't come like that. Um, Jesus was a really good example of someone who bared a lot of fruit, right? Jesus' whole life, it just was a beautiful example of love. His whole life was just a beautiful example of joy. 
He was like peace. Jesus, the Bible says Jesus is literally the prince of peace. He calmed a storm. His life, just peace flowed from him. And we're actually called to be like that. Um, because in the word it says so. It says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. If we say that we're abiding in him, our life, our walk on this earth should actually look the way that Jesus' walk looked. Don't have a go at me, it's in the Bible, take it up with the Lord. But this isn't a striving thing because who has tried to produce joy on their own when they're frustrated? Yo, how joyful and effective is that? Not very. You're like, I'm really happy today. Who has tried to be patient in a moment of frustration? All of us. It's sometimes so difficult and it's not effective. It doesn't flow from you if it's not in there. You can't just conjure up patience. Sometimes kind, oh, kindness, kindness. It's so hard to conjure up kindness. <laughs> right? Yeah? I don't think Jesus had to try to conjure up any kindness. It just flowed from him. It flowed from him. Why? Because he was attached. He was abiding. This wasn't some like beautiful theological ideology that Jesus came up with. This isn't a super spiritual verse that we'll just never grasp. It just means just get connected. Just get plugged in. Right? We all go home and plug our phones in at the end of the day because the battery runs low, right? And some of us bring ourselves, our spirit, we are a spirit, we are in a body, we have a soul, we bring our spirit to church on Sunday on 1%. We bring it on 1% battery into church, we drag it in. <laughs> right? Some of us are dragging our spirits into church on a Sunday on 1%. Am I going to make it? And then we plug in and, oh, you know, we just like, oh, yes, filled up again, full of joy. You know, some of us are on 1% by the time we get back to our car after church. And I had to talk to that person and then I had to talk to that person. You know, we're just, we're, are we really just recharging on a Sunday? Some of us are also coming on, you know, to RG and you're getting a bit filled up or this isn't how we're supposed to live. When this isn't a recharging port. It's good. I'm not having a go at church. We're supposed to come together. But come full. Come full. Okay, so if we're not just supposed to come here and recharge, how do we recharge during the week? Abiding. 10 out of 10, Isaac. We've got to abide in him. We've got to stay connected. Can you plug your phone into the wall at home and walk around with your phone at the same time? This is a terrible analogy, I'm sorry, but you all have one. No, we have a portable battery pack in our back pocket. What are they called again? The power banks. 
power bank. Oh, those things are heavy. Because <laughs> they got a lot of charge in it. Guess what you have inside you when you walk around on a Monday morning? Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've received the Holy Spirit, right? So how good is that? So much, oh, just so good, right? But the Holy Spirit is the twin spirit of Jesus. So just for a moment, can you just, everyone just close your eyes and whatever it is that you do on a Monday morning, whether it's you go to a college or you are in your family home or if you walk into a workplace or whatever it is that you do on a Monday morning, somewhere you go, even if you're just like, I don't usually do anything on a Monday morning. Okay, just imagine yourself walking into Woolies. Imagine if you walked in with Jesus. Would you be shocked in that moment if someone who was sick in that place came up to you? with Jesus standing next to you and was like, I'm actually not feeling well. Could you please pray for me? You can open your eyes now. That's so, like, yeah, of course. Of course, if you walked into that place with Jesus standing beside you, that would make sense for someone to come up and ask for something. Because we read all through the word, Jesus was walking around and people were coming and saying, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. Jesus, can you come? Jill spoke this morning about Jairus. Jesus, could you come to my place? My daughter is sick. She actually died and Jesus said, don't, don't worry, just believe. And he raised her from the dead. People came to Jesus with their needs because he carried something. He carried something. He said what he carried in Luke chapter 4, 18. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Jesus had a purpose and a calling on his life and it was because of what he carried and he was carrying the presence of God. The Spirit of God. He didn't go anywhere without it. Jesus said that I don't say anything I don't hear my Father say. And I don't do anything I don't see my Father do. And if that same Holy Spirit is living in you, should we expect any different? Mm, it's a little bit awkward to hear this sometimes. Sometimes the Great Commission feels awkward. Because we're like, you know, Jesus told us to go and do all these things, but like we're not doing it. Do I need to try harder? Actually, we don't because it's not about striving. It's actually just supposed to flow out of you because we're not conjuring up healing. We're not supposed to just conjure up these things. We're actually just plugged in. If you're always connected to the life source, it just flows through you, straight out of you. Peace should just be flowing out of you like a river. Patience is a hard one for some of us, but it shouldn't be difficult. Oh, I'm just, I'm only human. Yeah, so was Jesus. A hundred percent human, filled with the power of God. Oh, I just, oh, just, you know, I just don't have a lot of self-control. Why not? Why not? It's all there. You have full access to it. Just as much as anyone else who's received the power of the Holy Spirit into their life. We should be... We should be walking the way Jesus walked. Not because I said so, but because 1 John 2 says so. 
we should walk the way he walked because we're abiding in him. Yeah. Is this okay? This is, bit, is all right? <laughs> but this is it. Like, it's, it's like, oh, we're not, oh, should we, you know. I actually had a conversation with Dan's wife, Liv, after church this morning and she said, oh, what are you preaching on? And I started to share a little bit and she goes, yeah, it should just be flowing out of us. I love Liv. She's the best. She goes, you know, I was at a party yesterday and lots of Christians and there was a girl there who was a Christian and she started saying, I've got a really sore neck. She said, oh, I've got a really sore neck. I've got a really sore shoulder. And she'd probably told about 10 people and Liv must have heard her probably saying it three times. So she just walked up to her and put her hand on her neck and said, just be healed in Jesus' name. Just receive your healing. And the girl was shocked. A Christian shocked and I thought yeah no I've actually seen this I've had this same experience someone came to church and it was a you know a church I've been to a church service and he was in crutches and I was like well what was just how many people have prayed for you nobody what it doesn't have to be this super spiritual I'm going to Woolies after church and everyone's going to get healed and saved and delivered and set free start with your friends start with your family start with your workplace if you get to work tomorrow and someone is complaining that they're not feeling well and you can remember, hang on, I actually walked into work this morning with something. actually carried the presence of Almighty God into this place with me. I can shift the atmosphere. We're actually called to shift the atmosphere of the place we walked into. Everywhere Jesus walked, things changed. People were healed. People were set free. Everywhere he walked, it was like this, he just this magnet, people just following after him. You guys better watch out. If you get plugged in, people are going to start racing up to you. Hey, 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 Paola, could you just pray for me? You know, like, let's expect it. And let's not get weirded out by it. Oh, I've got to conjure up some healing. No, just let it flow. All right, okay, so we've got it. We've got to abide. Hmm. How? How do we abide? Okay, so if we're abiding in the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is in us, I've probably skipped over some verses I should have read to you. Um, In John chapter 3, verse 24, it says, Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him. That's so good. And he in him. And, you know, Jesus gave us a new commandment when he was in the earth. He said, love one another love one another and by this we know that he abides in us the spirit whom he has given us we actually need to know we need to adjust our thinking there are so many places that we are walking in our daily lives that we're actually forgetting that we carry him with us we're actually forgetting that we carry him. We're remembering when we come into church and we're like, yep, sweet, we're entering into his presence. This is a holy moment, which it is. And I'm not, I'm not knocking that. This is so beautiful and so precious that we come in and spend time with the Lord in worship. The Lord speaks to me a lot during worship or during your own prayer time in the secret place, in your closet or wherever that is. That's a holy moment. But we need to be communing constantly knowing that the spirit of god is inside us we need to be constantly communing with him how do we do that how do we um, produce that fruit 
how is that? Like, there's, there's got to be this disconnect. There has to be some sort of practical thing, something in the word that could actually give us a bit of instruction about this, right? Well, we know that... Um, John, 1 John 2.5 says, But whoever keeps his word... Truly the love of God is perfected in him and by this we know that we are in him. We need to keep his word. We know we need to keep his word before our eyes. I want to challenge you guys this week to spend a little bit more time getting his word before our eyes. And just let that, you know, whatever we're, whatever we're listening to, that's what we're going to follow after. You know, that verse in Galatians that we said that these are the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Before that list, he actually lists all the fruits of the flesh. And I don't want to go into them because you can probably think of a few yourself. A few things that come to the surface when when something doesn't go the way we want it to in life. You know, they're the fruits of the flesh. You know, in James chapter 1, verse 2, he says, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials, which is like random trials, like something random goes wrong. Like, I don't know, the petrol prices rise. And what is our first response? (laughs) Yay! No. It's like frustration. This is so annoying. When we fall into diverse trials, those emotions that come up in us should really be the fruit of the Spirit if we're living according to the Spirit. Oh, this really hurts me because I'm not doing this. I'm preaching to myself. You guys are just all along for the ride. But when we fall into diverse troubles and trials, the fruit of the Spirit should be the first thing that comes up. Patience, joy. Oh, okay. But this shouldn't be something that is trialing. It's whatever's going in is going to come out, right? If we're walking according to the flesh, which we all know how to do very well, right? Because the flesh wants what the flesh wants. And sometimes we give the flesh what it wants. And then if we constantly give the flesh what it wants... On Netflix, I don't know, whatever you give your attention to, whatever you, whatever's going in your eyes and your ears is feeding your flesh. So if we constantly give your flesh what it wants, it's going to produce fruit after its own kind. If we're constantly watching rubbish on television where people are arguing and being unkind and being impatient and being frustrated and being rude and speaking not nicely, that's going to that's gonna come out of us because we're giving our attention to it. So then when something goes wrong, we're just going to copy that because that's the fruit of our lives. But if we're actually giving our attention over to the things of the spirit, right, and we're spending time communing with the Lord in his word, then when we hop into something that frustrates us, we're actually probably going to see things from a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah, because our mind's not going to be on the bothers of this world. You know, the petrol prices are going to go up and we're going to be like, well, I'm a daughter of the Most High God. And the petrol prices can rise and fall and the Lord is just going to see me through. 
and I'm just passing through this life and my home is heaven. There's probably no petrol in heaven. It just changes your perspective, right? We just, why is that bothering me? Why is that bothering anyone? Let's just leave that. That's just a little earthly issue. We just keep going, eyes on Jesus. Lord, do you have, do you have something to say through this? You know, maybe we'll just catch the bus instead of drive this week. Okay, I'm hopping on the bus. Lord, if there's anyone on this bus that you need me to talk to, watch out. He'll bring people to you. I used to do that. It was so funny. I would, like, catch... I caught the ferry. I work in the CBD. I caught the ferry over, and then I was getting on the train. And on the ferry one morning, I was just like, Lord, if there's anyone you want me to speak to today... With my headphones in. If there's anyone you want me to speak to today or bless, just bring them to me. I tell them about you. I bless someone. Anyway, then I got on the train and some guy starts talking to me. I've got my headphones in, honestly, how rude. <laughs> and he's chatting to me. He's like 70 something. He's a really sweet guy. And then I'm like, this is so weird that this guy's trying to talk to me. And then it clicked. And I'm like, oh, oh. <gasps> sorry, Lord. <laughs> but, Hi, how are you? Like, how's your day going? Anyway, we had a, a four train stop conversation. I'm on the train for four stops. And, um, Anyway, I don't even know what we talked about. He was going somewhere and I was just chatting to him. And as I'm getting off the train, he's like, thank you so much, have the best day, you just made my day. What? What? It was like, I literally put, I remember getting off and I was like, put my headphones back in. I said, Lord, surely it's not that easy. Surely it's not that easy to bless someone. Made his day. Because I just said to the Lord, if there's somebody, there is. Do you know what? There's always someone. If you, this week, would ask the Lord, if there's someone you need me to bless, just prompt me. Bring them to me. Prompt me. Do you know what? I can't even count how many people in this room. Let's go like 50 people, probably more. If every single one of us did that every day this week, that's 50 people get blessed tomorrow. Another 50 people get blessed on Tuesday. Another 50 people get blessed on Wednesday. Let's say we forget on Thursday and another 50 get blessed on Friday. Do you know what I mean though? We start actually impacting the world. Jesus was just one man that walked like this. One man plugged in. Plugged in and letting peace go with him. Letting patience flow out of him. Letting joy flow from him. How beautiful is it when we encounter someone that's full of joy? It's a blessing, right? How nice is it when we encounter someone else who's like, has some patience for us? It blesses us, doesn't it? Yeah? And it's kind of like easy to come to the Lord because he always has patience for us. And it's easy to come to him because he always has an, an overload of kindness for us. Let's become people who have kindness for others. But you don't have to conjure it up. We don't have to strive in any of this. We just have to get plugged back in. And some of us are like plugging in and then plugging out. And some of us are um, putting our phones on airplane mode. And so we can't get any of the like receiving the text messages from heaven coming in. I don't know, am I allowed to say that? I'm like, I just don't know why the Lord's not speaking to me. It's because you're on airplane mode. You've actually switched off your connection to heaven on purpose. Oh, 
Everyone's like, ooh, that's heavy. I'm talking to myself, guys. I love, I love having my phone on airplane mode. I think it's the best. But not my spirit. The Lord is always speaking, right? If Jesus said, okay, hang on. Here's a thought. If Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do and I only say what I hear my father say, but Jesus did a lot. And we only read like a small portion of what he did. And the disciples actually wrote, if we captured everything Jesus did, there wouldn't be enough space in all the books in the world. Oh, God must be very busy. God must have a lot to say. Let's switch ourselves off airplane mode, guys. Let's like hook into the Wi-Fi of heaven. Here's another fun way to hook into the Wi-Fi of heaven is pray in tongues. Let's pray in tongues. If you are filled, if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God lives in you, surrender yourself and the, the waste of your own words. We talk about a lot of rubbish, our generation, don't we? We say a lot of silly things. Stop talking. Let the Holy Spirit pray through you. you. When you pray in tongues, you surrender your own mouth to him. You're letting the Holy Spirit of God pray through you. Come on, that's got to have some sort of effect, right? That's got to create some sort of change in your life. If you are literally praying what God wants prayed into this earth, that you've got to see change. And anyone that's done this and has actually like spent a bit of time plugging in and letting, you know, dedicating some serious time to praying in tongues, you know because you've seen the change in your own life. You've seen that your spirit strengthened because you've been plugged in. You've seen some circumstances in your life changed. You've seen that attitude adjustment. Yeah, sometimes I think that we... I'm going to share... Um, a story that I heard a, a preacher say about salvation and I think it actually really blessed me and encouraged me and shifted my perspective on salvation and I hope this blesses somebody. It's a little bit, um, yeah. So he said, imagine that you're on a plane. A few of you have probably heard this before. Imagine you're on a plane and the air hostess comes up to you and hands you a parachute as a backpack and says, put this on. It's going to make your flight more comfortable. Okay, I put it on. It's going to be more comfortable. So you strap your parachute on and you're sitting there and you realise after a few minutes that this parachute actually isn't that comfortable and you look around and nobody else is wearing one and you start to wonder, why am I wearing this? And then the person sitting next to you actually starts to make fun of you for wearing a parachute. You're an idiot. Why are you wearing a parachute? We're on a plane. We're on a plane. The plane's doing the flying. Why are you wearing the parachute? And then you start to think, why am I wearing this parachute? It's not very comfortable. No one else is wearing it. She said it would be more comfortable. I don't think I want to wear it anymore. And you take off the parachute and you throw it on the ground. That's sometimes how we're sold salvation. Get saved, your life will be better. But what if the her hostess had come up to you and handed you the parachute and said, we're actually going to crash soon? So we're actually going to open the doors of the plane and you're going to need to jump out. So wear this parachute so that you don't die when you jump from the plane. 
that will be crashing soon. Are you concerned about how comfortable the parachute is? <laughs> no. Are you then wondering, you're still wondering, why isn't anyone else around me wearing a parachute? But you're probably a little bit more vocal. You need to put your parachute on. Everybody, get your parachute. We're going to crash soon. You know, like, come on, everyone put your parachute on. You're not concerned that it's a little bit uncomfortable. It's a little bit itchy, a little bit tight around the middle. We're not concerned about that. And if the person sitting next to you think, tells you you're an idiot for wearing a parachute, you're like, bro, this plane is going down. <laughs> you need to get yourself a parachute. I'll grab onto you if I can before we jump. And I think sometimes we're living this life of like, how comfortable can I remain in my salvation? And like, I don't really want to wear the parachute of the Great Commission because it's like the person sitting next to me thinks I'm a bit weird. What? Do you think Jesus was concerned that other people thought he was a bit weird? Jesus was literally carrying the Holy Spirit. Healing, he was carrying the power to heal people. He was carrying, as we heard this morning, resurrection power, life. Jesus brought life. We know the law came through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus. Grace. Jesus carried grace for people. Can we change our perspective and be like, okay, I'm saved. Great. That's good. Got my parachute on. But how does my perspective shift in this season? How can I bless those around me? How can I plug in to the Lord, into the Holy Spirit, and have what he has flow out of me to those around me? It's a nice song. I'm enjoying it a little bit too much. Right? Let's abide in him. Let's let his Holy Spirit. He's already in you. This isn't like we don't need to go find him. He hasn't left the building. It's okay. If you love the Lord, you're carrying him in you. Okay? Let's check it's not my phone. No. I just want to encourage you guys. Get reconnected. If, you've just, if you just haven't been aware this week, if you've been walking around frustrated, feeling like the Lord is distant, hanging out for a refill on Sunday, Sundays are important, but let's remember that when you leave, when you go hop in your car, it's like having Jesus in the backseat. When you go to work tomorrow, it's like having him come with you. When you go to see that person or maybe have family members or... I don't know who's in your life, but there's definitely, we all have people in our life that are just like a little bit difficult and we're like, I wish I could conjure up a little bit more kindness for this person. Just remember that when, when you go and spend time with them, you're actually bringing the presence of Almighty God with you. If we can shift our perspective a little bit and become more aware of who we carry and what we carry, I really believe that hit this fruit that we're supposed to bear, that Jesus talks about all the time, is actually going to start flowing out of our lives. And that we will become the most patient people. We're going to become the kindest people. Because it's just flowing through us. Because we're just going to let him flow through us. Because we're going to give our attention to his presence in us. We're going to give our attention to his word. 
And if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, let's start praying in tongues. Let's let that flow through us. One Corinthians three sixteen. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy. Which temple you are? Come on, let's become more aware. Let's become more aware that we are the temple of Almighty God. 1 Corinthians 1.21 says, Now he who established us with you in Christ has anointed us as God and also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. We've received the Holy Spirit. Can the band come up? Is that okay? Thanks, guys. Galatians 3.2, did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? A lot of us became Christians because we heard the gospel, not because we ticked the boxes of the law. Jesus ticked all the boxes of the law so that we wouldn't have to. Verse 3 says, are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have we detoured? We got saved because of faith. There was a spiritual act of salvation for us. But why do we now live so much by the flesh? Why, where did that stop? Verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Everything that Jesus did resulted in us being able to receive the Holy Spirit. Can you guys stand up? Thanks. We got to receive him as a free gift. Don't forget that you're carrying him around in you this week. Let's not leave here one like just let's not leave here thinking that we go alone because we don't. Don't go to your workplace this week without acknowledging inside yourself, oh, I'm carrying the presence of God.